You know, I'm really excited as we're looking at this series, looking at the river of God, and just seeing how God wants to use us, use us as his people together on a, a mission together, but also to impact the community around us. And that's sort of what I'm going to be talking about um, today. I feel like God's really put this on my heart. I'm looking particularly at certain aspects of that, because I think it's a huge um, topic and a huge area that we could spend weeks and months looking at. But I'm just going to draw out a few key things this morning, um, going look at, looking at the passage in Ezekiel um, that we have been looking at a little bit in the last couple of weeks. And um, sorry, can you get me a glass of water? That'd be really helpful. Thank you. Um, and if you don't mind, I'm going to jump right in. Nothing. Quiet. That was a, a, a sort of a river joke there for you, but. Uh, did it, it didn't, I know, nothing, nothing. So, so it's a good job I wasn't on stage last night, I'll tell you. I, I would not have done very well, but um, here we go. So um, we're going to be, as I say, looking at Ezekiel 47 again. So if you've got Bibles with you, do turn to it. Um, I'm going to refer to it and read from it in a moment. But um, this week we're going to be looking at, as has been alluded to, the impact of this river that we are and the impact that it has on us and people around us. So we've looked at the first week, we looked at the, this river that comes from heaven, comes from the very throne room of heaven. And we've looked at the source of this river. And the source of this river being Jesus, being um, Jesus on the throne of heaven, where God dwells, God is um, in, in his throne room, there's, um, you know, think of this wonderful place where there's thousands upon thousands of angels worshipping the King of Kings, Jesus being the source of this river. And, you know, Jesus being the one who's made a way for everyone to be able to experience this living water, this river that runs from heaven. And then last week, uh, we looked at the course of this river. That wherever we're at, wherever you know, we might be in our situations in life, um, that this river can flow through us. That God wants to pour out his river on us or wants us to be his river. He wants to pour out his spirit in us. And I really liked Steve's illustration of the hose pipe that he used last week. We talked about it quite a bit at Life Group. You know, it's, it's a wonderful illustration because... You know, a very big part of who we are, actually, is our imaginations. And it's a great way to see a picture of God, um, of this hosepipe, if you like, being us. And, you know, the, if the problem is not at the source, it's not at God's end. If there's no water coming out of this hosepipe, then you either not turn the tap on, or there must be something blocking it. The Holy Spirit is here. The Holy Spirit is with us. This river is flowing today. And we have an invitation. We have an invitation from God to come and swim in this river. And Ezekiel talks about the river being so deep that you have to swim. You swim in this river. We swim in this river and enjoy the wonderful presence of God. God has joy for us. He has joy for us today as we enjoy and experience this river now, today, 
I want us to look at. So, yes, so we're looking at today us being the resource, the impact of this river. The change that this river can have on its surroundings, both naturally and spiritually. You know, we can have a significant impact on people around us, naturally, in our workplaces. You know, naturally, as we, you know, pop, pop around to the garage and we just smile at the, the lady serving us our coffee, our flat whites. We can have an impact on our surroundings naturally. We can have an impact on our surroundings spiritually as we draw from this river, as we draw from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks to us every day. Do you believe that? Do you believe that the Holy Spirit is with you and wants to speak to you every day? When you wake up, when you make your coffee first thing in the morning, or tea, not so many tea drinkers anymore here. There are a few nods. The Holy Spirit is with you when you're making your tea. The Holy Spirit is with you when you're in your car driving to work. These days, many of us spend hours in the car. The Holy Spirit is with you. Do you talk to him? There's a river. This Holy Spirit is with you. He wants you to draw from him, to come to him. Because he's got a wealth of understanding. He's got a depth of knowledge. A depth of insight into your situations that you are experiencing and going through. There is an impact that this river can have naturally and spiritually for us individually, for us corporately as a church, as we put events on like we did last night. It was a wonderful evening to see this room filled with people Laughing. <laughs> you know, God is a good God. He is a good God. And, you know, I pray that out of last night, we will see some fruit. You know, we talk, we're going to look at this river in a moment. There's fruit that comes monthly from this river, from the trees that live by the side, that grow by the side of this river. Monthly, there's fruit that, grow, that is produced and enjoyed Lots of different ways, lots of different trees, lots of different fruit that can come from this river. You know, the comedy night is just one of them. You know, the toddler group that we do on a Thursday here. Wonderful opportunity there to build relationship, people in the community. If you have a toddler and you're not coming to that toddler group, shame on you. It's a wonderful opportunity to get to know people in this community. You know, I've seen, I've been a few times, don't have toddlers of my own, so I feel like I'm a bit of a, um, you know, shouldn't be there. But it's wonderful to chat to some of the parents that come along. You know, we are, it's an opportunity to meet with people in the community, to draw from the Holy Spirit 
to be a life, some, the, you know, this river of life, to be you know, a, a seed of hope in a place, in a world where there isn't much hope. There isn't, honestly. There isn't much hope. But we have the hope of the world in our hearts because we know Jesus. We know the one who gives hope, the only one who can give hope. We have this seed of hope in our hearts that we can share with people around us. What a wonderful privilege that God has chosen us to be that seed for people in this community, to be that seed for people that we know, that we work with, that live in our streets. What a wonderful thing that this is the way that God has chosen to share his good news. He's chosen you and me. Don't ask me why. <laughs> Sometimes I ask myself that question, why me? What, you know, what have I got to give? What have I got to share? And you know what? The testimony that Jesus is the way, is that's it. You know, that you are so full of this wonderful river that you can testify that Jesus is the way. That Jesus is the way to know God, to know the eternal God, to know God who was, God was at the beginning, God is here today, and God will be for all eternity. We can share all eternity with God. What a wonderful thing. And he's put that seed of hope into each one of us. We are a living testimony to this wonderful, wonderful promise and this wonderful truth. And the challenge is, how are we, what are we doing with that seed? What are we doing with the seeds that God has put in our hearts? So let's read Ezekiel 47. And I'm going to start from verse 6. And it starts, he asked me, son of man, do you see this? Do you see this? That is the river. Then he led me back to the bank of the river. And when I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. He said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah where it enters the sea. When it empties into the sea, the water there becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be a large number of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Fishermen will stand along the shore from Engedi to Eglam, there will be places for spreading nets, and the fish will be of many kinds. Like the fish of the Mediterranean Sea or the Great Sea. But the swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. And every month they will bear. 
because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. The water from the sanctuary flows to them. And their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. Fantastic. Now, I, I do notice that there are some sofas here that are empty. You know, if you do want to come and sit a bit closer, you know, you are welcome to use these sofas. They are very comfortable, aren't they, Claire? So uh, they are um, very comfortable. But, but please, can I just say, if you do use them, I mean, Ben's allowed because he's under 12. Don't go falling asleep on me. That would be much appreciated because they are very comfortable. Um, but yes, there we are. But I think they're a nice addition to us here. So if we look at this passage, what can it tell us about the impact that we can have as God's river? So let's spend a few moments thinking about this. From these verses, it speaks of abundant life. If we look back at verse 7, there's a great number of trees, it says. If we look at verse 9, it talks of swarms of living creatures that will live wherever the river flows. Swarms of living creatures. I tried to get another word better than swarms. I think swarms can have a bit of a negative connotation. But that's what it means, swarms. It's like there's numerous amounts of living creatures. There will be large numbers of fish, large numbers, not just little ones, you know, swimming, large numbers. Verse 9 also says, everything will live, everything. You know, they're not just patches of, you know, desert or sand, everything will live in the place where the river flows, everything. Verse 10, the fish will be of many kinds. So not only are there many fish, they're all different varieties. And in verse 12, fruit trees, again, of many kinds will grow. Do you get a picture here of variety, of quantity? You know, it's not just a trickle of life, of growth. It's numerous. It's overwhelmingly massive and fruitful. That is what God has for us as his church, as his river in this place. Now, yesterday, by way of illustrating something, I wanted to show you uh, some photos. I did something called the Tough Mudder, and if you've never heard of it, it's basically, a, this is a half I did, it's a five-mile assault course where you um, do these various uh, things where you go through mud. Now, I haven't got any photos of me yet, but I did have one of my two boys who did the mini mudder, which is a, a mile run where they also do loads of obstacles. And it's lots of fun, but you do lots of mud, and uh, that's not me, by the way, in the bottom right-hand corner, but that, not quite as deep as that, but it, it does get that muddy. And the great thing about this event that you do is it's not about getting the fastest time. Because the problem, and I've always found this with running, because I, you know, I do lots of running, is it's all about yourself. 
You don't really run in teams. It's all about yourself getting the fastest time. Often the first question people ask me is when I say I've done a, a marathon, they say, well, what time did you do? But, it's n- but the thing is with the Tough Mudder, it's not about yourself. It's about working as a team. It's about working with others to get to the end together. And that's what I really love about the concept and the values behind the Tough Mudder. Because you're working as a team. You know, where was a team of us yesterday with all different varieties of sizes, of heights, of ages, male, female. And we all work together as a team to get to the end, to get over the obstacles. Sometimes it took three of us to help somebody get over a particular obstacle. But we all worked together and we all crossed the finish line at the same time. Now this reminds me of the river in Ezekiel. There are many fish, many different varieties of fish together, all in the river. Just like we as a community of believers are all together, all very much different But all of us wanting to glorify God in who he is, all of us wanting to encourage each other, to help each other, to equip each other, to be all that we can be in God. You know, there was, um, at the start of the Tough Mudder, obviously they do all this music and they build it all up and everything. And they get you, they do 15 minutes, every 15 minutes there's a new wave of people go. And you're sort of like herded into one section and you herd into the next section at the start. So you do the first bit where you do all your warm-ups and you're all doing all this. And, um, and then you do that bit and then you go to the start and there's another guy with a mic doing all this sort of um, getting you all stirred up. And, um, you know, you have to, at the very start, you have to do this pledge. So if you want to bring up the next slide. And what you do is just literally just before you run off the start line, Everyone there has to say a pledge, which um, is that really? And it's quite funny, you all stand there saying, I do not whine, kids whine. In fact, interestingly, the kids one says, kids don't whine, babies whine. So, um, so Noah was very upset when he saw that as, as part of what we had to say. But look at this. I put teamwork and camaraderie before my course time. That's what we should be as a church. I put teamwork. I put putting the other person in this community above myself. That I might see the purposes of God outworked in the community, in the place where we are together. I help my fellow mothers complete the course. I overcome all fears. I mean, what great values to have. In this wonderful, just fun assault course. And my encouragement to us is how can we together be like tough mudders? You know, I haven't suggested it yet, but uh, our next elders uh, away day, I think, I think this would be perfect. 
But yeah, how are we encouraging each other? How are we sort of giving somebody that leg up in order to be all they can be? You know, we are the resource that God wants to impact the world. And actually, it starts here amongst us. We are resourcing each other. We are building each other up. We are the ones, first and foremost, that God wants to build us together that we might draw others into his family. But, you know, I I wanted to say this as well because I think it's really important to emphasize that we are the resource, but we must always remember the source. You know, we never loan people. We're not even a church that, you know, thinks that, you know, so often we can do things in our own strength. When things start going well, you can be very self-sufficient. You can be, because it's a very, very big temptation, particularly, I think, here in the West. You can be very self-sufficient. We must always remember that Jesus is the source. The Holy Spirit is the source. We must always be drawing from the Holy Spirit, going to the Holy Spirit for guidance and leading together. You know, my encouragement to you is to keep asking the Holy Spirit to fill you daily. When was the last time you prayed, Holy Spirit, fill me today that I might serve you and outwork your purposes in my day? You know, I think God's plan for us is to be overflowing with that Holy Spirit, that we are just oozing with the goodness of God to each other. Do you know what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Do you know what that means? Do you know that you have been filled with the Holy Spirit? Have you had an infilling? Then please, come and get prayer at the end if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, and we would very happily pray with you. John the Baptist said at the beginning of um, John's Gospel, um, After me will come one more powerful than I. I baptize you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. God wants all of us to know what it is to be baptized with the Holy Spirit and to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. How are we doing? Are we thirsty? I certainly am. Because you know, the river in Ezekiel, if we just look at that passage again, it passes through something they call the eastern region. The river goes down into the valley. If we see here, verse 8, toward the eastern region goes into the Arabah. Now this area called Arabah, in Hebrew means dry and desolate. Nothing lives there. Well, maybe the odd tumbleweed or something. But it's dry. There's nothing. It's a waterless area. The place is dead. Yet, we have this river that runs right through the middle of it. And you know, I love this picture because, you know, here's this place that has nothing to offer. It's as good as dead. Yet God ordains this wonderful image of a river teeming with life, as we've heard, running right through the middle of it. It's not the, probably the place I'd put a river, 
But the river runs through this barren and dry land, a river that is lush and beautiful and full of life. Now, question I might ask you is, are you in a place where you feel dry and hopeless and desolate? Because Jesus can bring you out of that place, bring you into a place of lush water, river, life, trees. It can bring you hope and freedom and confidence. And even in the situations we're in, the dry places, there is a river that flows from heaven. It's for us today. You know, you can think of the desert maybe as the world or the culture or the values of people around you who aren't believers in Christ. And it's, you know, I think as an illustration, it's sometimes easy to think, right, you know, I'm passionate about God. I've, I've got my, um, right, you know, some of us do walking, you know, I've got that, that flask you put in your backpack and you have your little pipe down the front here. I've got my little flask. I've got my water bo- bottles in my backpack. I've got water bottles in my trousers. Right, I'm going into the desert. Off I go. And you, you sort of start walking, you get half a day. Oh, it's thirsty, hot sun. I'll have a drink. Okay, you get sort of another couple of miles. Oh, word. And then you realize all your water's gone. And all of a sudden, you're stuck out in this desert. You look back. Oh, dear. The river is all the way back there. And without realizing it, you've come all this way. And you've gone quite away from the river. And it's easy to do. It's what I talked about a moment ago, about being self-sufficient, relying on yourself, relying on yourself to be able to do all things. You know, it, it probably starts off with good intentions. You know, you're passionate about God. But if we're not coming back to the source of this river, if we're not continually praying to be filled with God's Spirit, then the water will run out. In um, a couple of years ago, um, when Jonathan Conrath was with us, he had a prophetic word for us as a church. He um, He said this, he said, don't look back. Keep your hands to the plow because God is doing a new thing. And I still think that word's for us now. I think God is doing a new thing in us as a church. I think it's exciting what God is doing in us. I think there's a real stirring. God is stirring us to come to his river and drink more from him. He shared the passage where um, Elijah is praying for rain. And this bit from 1 Kings, we have seen this small cloud the size of a man's hand, but get ready, the rain is coming. You know, there's a small cloud that we see some of God, that we experience, we enjoy, but there's more. God has more. And it starts with us, starts with us. We are God's instrument to impact this community around us, to impact the world. We are God's resource. Are you thirsty 
for more of God. Because that's where it starts. That's where it starts. And another visitor last year shared a picture like of a, of a dripping tap and saw God's hand turning the tap on to become a deluge of water, filling the church and flowing out into the community. You know, that's God's word for us. You know, and I, I take God at his word. I think that's, God, that's God's word for us. Do we believe it? Do we believe that God wants to turn this tap on and pour out his spirit upon us in a way that just impacts the community around us? And it starts with us. You know, I think one of the keys to this impact. One of the keys to the outpouring of God's Spirit is prayer. Prayer is a key. Like what I talked about earlier, when you're in the car on the way to work, when you're uh, getting up in the morning making your cup of tea. Prayer is the key to seeing an outpouring of God's Spirit. How is your own personal prayer life? But also, it's about praying together. It's great to hear Mike's notice for the prayer week in a couple of weeks' time, week Sunday, week today. Week today. What were you thinking when Mike was sharing that? For me, it's a lot of information. So you'll get that. You'll get the information by email. But is it something that you think, yeah. You know, I want more. I want to see more of God impacting my life, other lives of us in the church, but also I want to see God impacting this community. And prayer is the key, if you like, to unlock the door. Prayer is the key. How will you commit to that prayer week? How will you come thirsty to ask God to pour out this living water upon us. You know, we've got this opportunity a week today. You know, I, I'm really excited about that prayer week. You know, I think that we can really just really start calling out to God. I mean, the prayer meetings we've had the last few have been wonderful times of just pressing in to God for him to pour out his spirit. And, you know, as we do, as we experience more of this river, what happens? Well, we see lots of things growing by this river. We see lots of trees. We see lots of fish. In the passage, we not only see the river getting deeper, and wider, we see lots of life. We see lots of growth. Now, growth is a natural byproduct of things going well. Growth is a natural byproduct of things going well. Or the other way around. When things go well, things grow. Phil Moore, the guy who leads the New Frontiers Church in Wimbledon, he said once, healthy things grow 
I know it's only three words, but I remember it very clearly. Healthy things grow. That's true. I think anybody, nobody, sorry, would argue with that. If something's healthy, it will grow. Healthy plants grow, healthy children grow. This river in Ezekiel is full of health and goodness and God. In so much so that trees grow. And these trees bear fruit. And why do they bear fruit? Why do they bear fruit? Because the water from the sanctuary flows through them. You know, just coming back again, come back to the source. Jesus. They bear fruit because their source is in the river. Fruit of many varieties, fruit, lots of fruit. Anybody here like fruit? A few nods. My son loves fruit. It's a new thing he's got into. And every morning for breakfast, he has a bowl of fresh fruit. He's seven years old, and he has a bowl of fresh fruit for breakfast. Isn't that amazing? I'm absolutely shocked that he's so healthy. Fruit is a product of healthy plants growing to produce wonderful fruit. My crop this year was not that healthy because I didn't water it as much as I should have done. I didn't look after it as much as I should have done. And I got some tomatoes, but they were quite small. They weren't my usual bumper crop. I didn't feed them with that wonderful fertilizer. It makes a difference being in the river. It makes a difference drawing from the source of the river. If we're not drawing from Jesus, the bumper crop that I was hoping for will not come. We are in the vine. We are in Jesus. We are made to bear fruit. We are being placed in this church, in this community, to bear fruit. You know, I was, uh, I mentioned earlier, I was at Life Group this week, and it was wonderful hearing a couple of testimonies of where God had provided in a particular situation. And also just where God had led somebody to um, know more of, of who Jesus was. And it's wonderful hearing these testimonies. You know, hearing where people are, are bearing fruit. We, I would encourage us to talk more about where God is using us to impact people around us. You know, encourage us to, to talk more about where, what God is doing. You know, God is, is doing stuff. You know, I would love it, you know, if we had people queuing down this corridor wanting to give testimonies on Sunday morning. Sorry, guys, you have to sit down again. We, we, we've got to worship this God who we're talking about. Come on. You know, I'd love it if my inbox on a Monday morning, a Tuesday morning, 
was full of emails. Look, 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 I just, I've got to tell you this. I've got to tell you, because it's been so amazing that God's done this. I've got to tell you. Sorry, that was my sort of Hastings accent coming out there. I've got to tell you about this amazing thing that happened for me in the week. God provided. You know, it's, sometimes it's little things. You know, for me, at the Alpha thing last night, I came along thinking, oh my goodness, I haven't got a float. This is going to be a disaster. People are going to come with 20 pound notes and I'm not going to give them change. But fantastically, I got here and Steve had a bag of change and money in his hand. God is merciful. He provides. He's the God who provides. He provides for us every day. Do you share about that to people? It's important you do. Because it builds faith. It builds faith in the God that we believe in, that we know can do immeasurably more than we can ever imagine. We are the river. And we can have so much impact on the community around us. How are we doing? Right. In verse 8, we read that this river empties into the sea. And here, the water becomes fresh. So here we have the river of God and the river of God flowing from the temple. And if, if we have a picture, it might come up for you. Okay, so this is the one I showed a couple of weeks ago. And as the river flows east, it flows into a big lake called the Dead Sea. And the Dead Sea is something special about the Dead Sea. What is it about the Dead Sea that is special? Anyone? Salty. In fact, it's so salty, I've never done it, but I hear that you can float on the water. Is that right? Apparently so. Has anyone ever done it? Wonderful. What's it like? Yeah, it's great. But it is so salty that, you know, you can't drink it. I mean, it's, it's like very extremely salty. That's why it's called the Dead Sea. And it, from any science experiments that you do, if you've got a glass of water, Simon, correct me if I'm wrong, if you just put a, a tiny a grain, I don't know if it's that minimal, but if you put a very, very small amount of salt in that fresh water, it's ruined. Am I right? Brilliant. I've got a nod from a science teacher. It is ruined. Just an inchy, wincy, tiny bit of salt, and it ruins the water. So here we have a sea that is so salty that you can float in it. It is so salty. Yet this river comes along and it makes that salty water fresh. Do you see the power that must be in this fresh water? Do you see what I mean? That, that even... This water makes this massive sea salty. There is so much power, so much life, so much freshness found in this river that it makes this sea fresh. Sorry. (laughs) 
You know, it's, it's a wonderful thing to know the river of God. It's a wonderful thing to be in the river of God, to be able to enjoy the river of God. And, you know, my encouragement to us all is to really believe that God has this river for each one of us and for us as a church. That he will use us to really bless this community, bless Karsholten, bless Sutton. You know, we are God's blessing for this place. You know, that's the truth. We, every single one of us in this room, will be a blessing to this community. You know, we were talking today about there are some people that didn't come to the Alpha last night, some people that have just booked online, that I know possibly some of them that live around here. And we were thinking, how can we bless them? Because, you know, they weren't able to make it. They might have had a reason. Because basically they've paid and they've just not turned up. And one way we can bless them is say to them, listen, look, can we offer you some, a refund on your ticket as a way of blessing you? You know, that speaks volumes. They might go, what? What? Normally have to fight for refunds, you know, to actually volunteer a refund. That's a bit unheard of. You know, why would you want to do that? You know, it starts with us. If we're not impacted with the truth of the gospel, then we are not going to impact the community around us. Truth. If we're not impacted with the truth that Jesus is the hope for this nation, for the nations of the world, then we're not going to impact the community around us. It's true. We need to grasp, grasp the task before us. We need to be gripped with the love that God has for us and what he's done for each one of us to impact the community around us. You know, there's a wonderful river flowing from heaven. This river enables us to be free and to be all that God has and wants us to be. To live a life that's full. A life that's free from guilt. Free from fear. You know, free from worry. You know, if you've never made a, a commitment to follow Jesus, then I'd encourage you to do that today. Because it's the best decision you could ever make. And if you feel like, well, maybe, maybe I could, but I'm not sure, then we're doing an Alpha course which starts on the 27th of this month. Come on that. Find out more. You know, if you're sitting there and thinking, you know, there's something right about what this guy's saying, I can't put my finger on it. But there's something true about what he's saying. There's something that I can't quite put my finger on. Then come on the Alpha course. Find out more about it. Because it's 
It's wonderful, isn't it? There's a wonderful, wonderful place for you in God's kingdom. You know, where this river flows, miracles happen. Miracles happen. The Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit in us can change the landscape and the culture around us. And God wants to use every single one of you here this morning. You know, what seemed dead before, what seems hopeless, you know, in Christ, there is life and there is hope. And my encouragement is draw close to him. Dare we believe that God can do all these things. Can I encourage the bands to uh, come back up? Just to finish, um, you know, I just want just to read a verse to you. Um, and uh, it's in 1 Peter 1, verse 8. And it really just speaks of what it is to know Jesus, what it is to know being in this river, knowing the Holy Spirit. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Even though you do not see him, you believe in him. In our hearts, we know Jesus is here with us by his Spirit. We believe in him. And as a result of that, we're filled with this wonderful, inexpressible and glorious joy. Do you know this joy? Do you want it? Do you want more of God's Spirit? Do you want to know this wonderful river and water that comes from the wonderful throne room of heaven. So can I ask us all to stand, please, for...